Hi, this is Lily, and I'm a member of the Beacon Church. Welcome to our podcast. We have temporarily suspended our in-person service and will be broadcasting live via our Facebook page, Beacon Church, and on our website, beacon.church forward slash live on Sundays at 1030 a.m. until further notice. Beacon is a non-for-profit, and if you shop Amazon, you can support the work at Beacon by selecting the Beacon Church of Long Island as your supporting organization, and a small portion of every purchase will help move our work forward. Remember to shop smile.amazon.com and select the Beacon Church of Long Island as your supporting organization. Thank you and hope to connect with you soon. I am uh, really impressed that Chris coordinated his video shirt with his live shirt. I thought that was absolutely amazing. I think we should make that a normal practice here from from here on out. So I am uh, glad to uh, be sharing this psalm with you this morning. I have found it personally uh, very much an encouragement, and I certainly hope it is to you guys as well. So imagine being ghosted. Imagine being ghosted. Now, some of you are like, I don't have to imagine it. I've been ghosted, and it's really lousy. And now others of you are saying, what's he talking about? What does he mean by being ghosted? I don't get it, because... Well, because you're older, and only the younger people really understand this, unless for whatever reason you had a, a, a you know, you come across it. I, I, I actually didn't really quite understand this, and it just sounded like kind of normal stuff. But it, it isn't normal. It apparently is a, it's a thing nowadays. Like so much so that like they're writing articles about it, and there's like, you know, psychological evaluations of people who are ghosted and how to get over it, and people who do ghosting, and or I don't think you, I don't think you say it like that. anyway. So back in the dark ages when I was dating, Cheryl and I, this is before smartphones, believe it or not. So we dated before, actually we didn't, we didn't carry phones when we first met at all. Not even like the flip phone was like the first thing and it happened after we met. So anyway, it goes back way, 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 way back in time. And, and so ghosting is when you're, 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 you're in a conversation with someone, usually texting, social media of some sort, and, and you're like, hey, man, had a really great time the other night. Uh, looking forward to the next time we can hang out. Nothing. And you get nothing back. So you wait a little while, hopefully not trying to sound too desperate. And you, you text back and you're like, hey, so, um, hey, hope everything is good. You all right? Nothing. Then the third or fourth or fifth time that you reach out, and that's getting a little desperate, then you start throwing like a couple of question marks out there. Hey, you there? You know, just looking for it. Nothing. You've been ghosted. It's really quite lousy and apparently is part of this modern day. So they say that 20 to 25% of, of uh, Americans have been ghosted, but they say 80% of millennials have been ghosted or have ghosted. So I want to show of hands to say how many, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, we're not going to actually do it. It's like insult to injury, but it's like a thing. And of course, you can imagine why it would hurt. Last week, we were looking at Psalm 5 and we were encouraging each other to cry out to God, even when God isn't 
taking care in the way that he ought to, or at least in the way we thought he ought to. When, when our enemies were, we weren't being delivered from them, to still cry out to God. When you feel unworthy because of your sin, cry out to God. That's what we looked at last week. But, but imagine being ghosted by God. Imagine being ghosted by God. How can you find refreshment in God when he ghosts you? When he forgets about you? Years ago, I, uh, when I had first come to New York, Cheryl and I were, took our, our first pastorate right out of seminary. We met a friend at another church, and he had five kids. And uh, that's, you know, that's a lot of kids nowadays. And uh, he uh, had just had the uh, fifth kid, and they were coming back to church one of the first times. And so he, he says he pulled up to church, and he dropped off his family, and they all piled out of his van and uh, then he went to the parking lot, drove off to the parking lot and parked, and then he walked back to the church building, not Beacon, and he went back to the church building and he said, hey, everyone, how you doing? You know, I'm greeting him. And so someone finally said, hey, how's the new baby? And he stops, wide-eyed, pivots, sprints back to the parking lot where he remembers he left the baby in the back of the car. Fortunately, it was only for a few minutes because, you know, I mean, but it was, he had five kids. Like he just lost track at some point and actually ended up leaving. He said he was terrified. His heart was beating a thousand miles a minute. And, and you know, you got to kind of wonder what the kid was feeling. Like, you know, just how upset would you be if you figured out that you had been forgotten? And I think sometimes it feels like we've been ghosted by God. Sometimes I feel like he must have so many kids that he just, he just sort of forgot about this one. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt this sensation? Sometimes your head tells you, no, no, no my theology doesn't let that happen. And so, okay, but, but your heart says something altogether different. Even if you know how God is and who God is, it doesn't mean it changes how you feel. This is hardly a modern phenomenon. 3,000 years ago, one of God's most beloved followers felt utterly and completely ghosted. Open up, if you would, in a Bible to Psalm 13. We're going to be looking at Psalm 13 this morning. And uh, it's a short psalm. Most of these psalms that we've been looking at have been written by David. David, of course, was this man after God's own heart. That's how the Bible describes him. He started out as a shepherd boy and became the most powerful king that Israel had ever seen. Uh, and he brought in the golden era of Israelite history. It was an amazing time in history. God has absolutely poured out his favor and his love on King David. And he was also a gifted poet and musician. So we're looking at one of his psalms, Psalm 13. Starting in verse 1. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? 
Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I'll sleep in death. And my enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Enough is enough already. I think there's a whole lot of folks that want to say that to 2020. I'm watching some of the political cartoons. They're ready to just turn the calendar and see if we can just start this whole thing over because enough is enough already. We just can't take any more. Have you ever wanted to cry that out to God? Enough is enough already. So say, say, that, say that out loud with me here. Even at home, you guys can say it out loud as well. We won't hear you, but we will hear you guys. So let's say it out loud together. Enough is enough already. Now, say it again, but with a little bit more passion. Enough is enough already. Now say it with a, with a tinge of anger. Add some anger to that, all right? Modify that voice a little bit. Ready? Enough is enough already. And now, one last time, with resignation. Enough is enough already.